Hello and welcome back to the Be Well, Do Well podcast. I'm excited today to have a conversation not with one, but two world-class entrepreneurs that are the epitome of be well and do well. Mo and Samara are the founders of Mr. Nice Socks and have donated over 100,000 socks, I believe. Is that right? Did you hit the 100,000 mark? We did at the end. Yeah, 100,000 socks. And today we're going to learn about how they did it, but most importantly, why they did it. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. I'm really Thank you for having us. So let's start with your journey. Now, this is not a typical journey, and I'm really interested in how you came up with the idea and first of all, why socks? So take it away and let us know how you got here. Sure, absolutely. I guess rewind back to 2016. It was a challenging time in Alberta with the oil recession and all that, all those things happening. And we had a lot of friends, acquaintances, people that knew that were going through challenging times. We really wanted to find a way to, to help and to give back. So we started asking local organizations what they needed. Turns out the number one thing they needed were socks. They said they went through about 240 pairs of socks per day, per shelter, which is 80,000 pairs of socks a year per shelter, which is crazy. So we thought that at that time, I like funky socks. So I thought, hey, everybody likes funky socks. So why don't we design some fun socks and for every pair of purchase, we donate two pairs to local organizations. And uh, Samara came up with the great catchphrase, one plus UV equals two. So it's, that kind of stuck as well. So it was only supposed to be a project over Christmas, but I guess our big pivot was when we started reaching out to organizations and companies who wanted to do custom socks to give to their clients, their Christmas gifts, things like that. And then they got to choose which organization received donation socks. So it just kept going and snowballing that way. And I guess flash forward to now, and we donated over a hundred thousand pairs of socks, organizations across Canada and into the U.S. So yeah, that's our journey. Yeah, I think the why to that, Emin, is we all have a social responsibility to do our part to help make our community a little bit better. And what we saw as a short-term opportunity to maybe do something creative and reach out to partners like The Mustard Seed, who's our original partner in crime in this mission, kind of snowballed into something so much bigger. For us, it's just a mechanism to give back. We don't take anything from the business and we just reinvest it back into giving into our community through the creation of socks and through partnerships with other like-minded corporations who also want to have a mechanism for community investment. And this is just one way and a fun way for them to be able to do it. That's amazing. That's a really fun way for sure to have these funky socks and colorful designs. I'm sure it makes you guys smile while you're doing it. It makes them smile when they receive the benefit of it too. And I'm sure that the very end result, the person wearing the socks feels good about it. And that reminds me of something I had read and I was just talking to my son about that. He's 10 years old. And I told him that when you do something good and the other person feels it, you both feel good about it. But there's also a side effect that people watching around you will also feel good about that. Then they go home and they do that. So an example is that we were at a Canadian Tire. We were buying some skates, I think it was. And I told him, I said, the person at the counter is very happy right now, even though she's working right where the door is. It was minus 40. This is like days ago when it was really cold. And I could tell she was cold, but she was just very happy and she was joyful. And she was saying Merry Christmas to all the customers that had gone through her till. So I told him, I said, say Merry Christmas to her. Let's see what happens. And he said, okay, fine. Let's see how this goes. And so at the end, he's like, Merry Christmas. And he said it shyly in a way, like he wasn't overly joyful about it. And she's, oh, Merry Christmas to you. And she's, is this your Christmas present? And he just lit up and she lit up and I was looking around and I see like the other staff light up. And it was so cool to have that exponential effect of that going on. Now, Mo, you and I have worked together in a volunteer capacity. And I know volunteerism is a big part of our community. 
I'm curious how you and Samira balance volunteering, because I know you're actively involved in our community now, and your professional careers, and Mr. Nice Socks. Is there like a trick that you have to getting all of this stuff and making your hair look so good? How <laughs> do you get it all done? Four hours of the day than everybody yeah, else. We were yeah. looking out. The 30-hour DC schedule, just so you know. That's wild. I love it. Much to what you were saying, it's honestly, it's just the energy. We work hard. We work our jobs. We volunteer work. But also, like, the giving back aspect. Like, working in these, these communities physically handing over the socks. Seeing these volunteers who work there, seeing the people we're benefiting. It's just you feed off that energy. And that's, I think that's what really helps keep going. I think, to your point, when we go and do the donations, it's a real education for us as mm. well. Right. Like we're handing over these socks and we're feeling pretty good about being able to give back. But the education we get from the organizations that we deliver these socks to is really eye opening. And it's a really strong perspective on how privileged we are to have a roof over our head, to have income, to have health. And then you go to these places where they're truly doing incredible work and they're making miracles happen every day. And that's self motivating for us to be able to prioritize the way we impact our community and through MNS and through some of our other volunteer work that we like to participate in as well. To find the time for things that bring you joy. I always say you have to make time to have time. No one just has time. Just make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Make time. I think that's the big thing. There's a really good book called Make Time. And it talks about just what you're talking about is that when you feel good about what you're doing and are enjoying what you're doing, things time collapses or expands depending on what you needed to do. That's very cool. This makes me wonder when it comes to having started and your goal was only to do it for one December. So it was like a very short-term thing and then it expanded. Was there anything unexpected that came up out of this journey where you were like, you, you already said that socks were something that you didn't realize that was so needed, but it looks like both of you have something to talk about here that was unexpected that led you to where you are. Everything, the community support was huge. I think one of the biggest takeaways personally was that everybody wants to do good. If you can provide a mechanism to do that, people are so willing to participate, find a ways to give back. I think that really just pushed us to keep going. People loved what they were doing. They felt good giving back. We felt good giving. We, we, we love to educate people and learn ourselves about what these organizations do and provide that knowledge and resources so we can all make our community greater. I think that was a good thing for me personally. And I think that's honestly why um, we've been able to sustain MNS for such a long time. I do it as a passion project. This is not our bread and butter. So when we have people come up to us and say, you guys do socks, right? randomly in the street you know, or in restaurants. It has happened. Yeah. That's just Amazing. my moment where I take a step back and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is having an impact in some small way in the community of Edmonton and in Calgary and even in Vancouver and other business, local business owners have been so incredibly supportive in, in spreading our word and our brand and helping each other out. And so I think that sense of community that gets created as a local business owner is really strong, particularly in Edmonton. I love that. Edmonton is so entrepreneurial and it's so cool to hear stories about the entrepreneurs that are really doing well and those that have gone so much further than they expected. Now, on the surface, you guys look like a overnight success. And I think that's something that people for business owners are like, oh yeah, they're 100,000 socks. They just did that in a year, right? But I'm sure there were challenges along the way. I'm sure there were things that got in your way that you were like, I don't know if we should keep going or we should pivot. Can you tell us a little bit about some challenges or a specific one that you've come across and how you overcame that? I think one of the biggest challenges initially 
was, I guess, people understanding, taking it seriously as a legitimate project, not just something that was just like a passive part-time thing. And I think that was a big thing for us, like getting out to these companies and be like, we're not just like a one and done. We want to keep going, we want to keep growing and really building that, those relationships. That was a big hurdle, but once you got past that, it... Well, I think the other piece is spreading that mandate, like yeah. making yourself known and establishing yourself as a company and as a brand. And I think that's a challenge for any local business. Like the sock game is actually quite competitive. There's lots of brands, big brands that are everywhere. Like funky socks are a dime a dozen. Let's call it what it is, right? But our mandate and our vision in our mission statement as a company around sustainability and kind of that philanthropic aspect, I think is what keeps us unique. But it's how you compete with these larger spot companies where they're selling en masse. And that's just not us. Like we just don't have the capacity to do it. So I think that's definitely a challenge. And yes, we have donated a hundred thousand pairs of socks and counting, but it's taken us six years to do, which we're incredibly proud of. But you just keep going and we keep your head down and we stay focused. And I know another challenge is sometimes you're just tired. You're like, do we still want to keep doing this? But like when we get to do those drops and we get to just see the impact that a pair of socks has on an individual, just takes away those barriers and it just makes them opportunities. And building on that, even to see these organizations over the past six years grow, like first of the Monster mm-hmm. season, three different locations since we started working with them six years ago, they've expanded their resources. It's just amazing mm-hmm. to see that. And that's just as motivating because they're growing, we should be growing. I think one of the other challenges is also social media. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. What is it about social media that you find challenging? It's, it's hard to be creative <laughs> trying to stand out for everyone else's posts, living something else on Instagram. Because I mean, there's a post every 30 seconds, it, you, probably even more than that. And trying to keep top of mind and keep content and try to come up with content, it, it can be cumbersome sometimes. Stay relevant. Yeah, exactly. What's the newest dance craze? Yeah. <laughs> you will always see Mo featured on our social media. It's just not my game. So he's always the one doing the donation dances and keeping with those trends it's actually a full-time job to create content as a local business and then being able to get that content out working around all the algorithms and such that social media has can be actually like a fairly significant limiting factor as a business because it doesn't always work the way you need it to work so we're very lucky that we have a young niece who's very hip to social media so she definitely helps me do okay We have a nine-year-old social media consultant. Yes. He's excellent. She works for ice cream. So it's actually (laughs) for ice cream. I love that. Not for socks? No. 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 Okay. That's all right. (laughs) Do you ever see your socks out in the wild? Yeah. Oh, man. Just randomly. Yeah. I think outside a wedding, a wedding last summer. And okay. somebody was just wearing socks. Well, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that style in three years. Yeah. So you go, that piece is a gift for my niece and this. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. So that's it happens. Yeah. yeah. Or when we go to a market, someone's like, oh, you're the sock guys. I have that style. That style. Yeah. Wear a sock. It's yeah. kind of surreal. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Now, tell me about Gonchtoberfest. <laughs> It was something we tried last year and okay. it's something that I think we're going to start doing again this year as well. Just as necessary socks are, other um, basics, clothing basic clothing, underwear. Yeah. Underwear is just as big of a thing. Mm-hmm. So during the month of October, I think it was last year, for a pair of socks purchased, instead of donating socks, we donated underwear. Mm-hmm. So we just did that as well. Just to mix it up a little bit, things like that. And then I tried to have some fun with it. So I took old like horror movie posters and she yeah. took over to make it like much of this best and all that. 
So. Right. Yeah. I love that. I was going to ask if you see underwear in the wild, but I won't go there. I think if we do, that'll be a whole different conversation. They're a little more <laughs> scarce. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so I saw that comment or that piece on AMA, the video that you guys had done. Really fun. Loved it. Loved how they produced it. How did that connection happen? Did they just reach out to you or was there a common friend or acquaintance there? They just reached out. It was, once again, the power of social media. Right. Yeah. And the power of just putting yourself out there. Like people see what you do and, and you can draw that positive energy in. And AMA reached out to us. Actually, yeah. I had an old acquaintance who went over to AMA as well. So I'm pretty sure had to blame that as well. It was just the connections and social media. And then they reached out saying, hey, you guys want to do a video about what you guys do? Yeah, it was, it was quite cool. a privilege. Profiled by AMA. They take the local businesses, local entrepreneurs and philanthropists. And they highlight them and they bring a full-on film crew. Yeah. Yeah. And we just spent the day with them. We went to the mustard seed. They got to speak with some of the team at the mustard seed to better understand their operations and how this community. Yes. And it was a really beautiful opportunity for us, not just as MS, but to show that who the actual unsigned heroes are in the community and mm-hmm. to partner with, include the mustard seed in that partnership as kind of our original partners. Was It was a really cool opportunity and experience. They've been an ongoing partner since. So AMA has been incredibly good for us. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, if you go to the AMA offices around here, our socks are actually there as well. The custom AMA oh. socks for them as well. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. That's a good social media post to put up. Yes. <laughs> What's the future of MS? Where do you see it in the next five to 10 years? Oh. I don't know. I think we've just been flying by the seat of our pants, which is not typical. I think we just want to continue to give back and do good as we can. And I think hopefully more ability to impact the community, be it in partnerships with other businesses or other organizations, whatever those may look like, maybe like specialized campaigns, maybe the creation of more of our own line. I don't know, the sky's just the limit. I think, I think the crux of it is for it to just become like a self-sustaining um mechanism to to just give back and do good and it helps us be mindful of being able to do that so we make the time to actively help in our small way but i, I don't know that's how i see it I just keep going until nobody wants them anymore and then we'll figure something else in. yeah i think the big thing is just making sure that we continue to bring awareness to some of the organizations so not to just everyone else to ourselves as well to know what we can do to help how people can get involved because we all need we all have communities that need our supports and we all have the mechanism it so why not just keep doing it yeah that's the best i love that because it's sometimes if it's a business and it's tied to your financial well-being there's that conflict there well we want to make a ton of money but we also want to do good and that's really difficult sometimes to do both at the same time i love that it's a passion project i'm glad that you guys are doing this and it's it's cool to get to know you more behind the scenes to get to know who the people are behind the business i'll start with samira is there Something that your friends would be genuinely, and Mo, you've got an advantage here because you get to hear the question first. But Samira, is there something that your friends would be genuinely surprised to learn about you that they may not already know? I don't think so. I'm pretty lucky. I have a pretty tight friend that I've known for a really long time because we're now really old. So I, I don't think there's anything that they don't know that would surprise them about. Pretty open, but I don't know. What do you think? Her. That's a good question. Yeah, not like terribly interesting person. No, you're very interesting because everybody knows everything. <laughs> There's something that people may not know about you that you think you're not interesting. What's something really interesting about Samira Mo? Mm, careful. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit if we need to. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. 
Actually, you know what? I'm always just so blown away by how driven Samira is. Like she motivates. It's crazy. Just that, that energy she gives off. Yeah, it's just amazing. She's so driven and motivated. I'm not reading off a script. I'm actually legitimately. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, Samira, how about you? What's interesting about Mo? He loves karaoke. However, that is not something that happens in this house. In my Bollywood career, he's just on the, the possible beat. Does that yeah, right? You break it out into song and dance at a moment's notice. You just never know quite when it's going to happen. What's your musical genre? What's What do you mm-hmm. like most? Oh, my God. I feel like it changes monthly. I've gone from everything like 90s gangster rap to country music. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, we're kind of all across the board. So Okay. Yeah, whatever. Whatever's on the radio. 90s RB is a good good bet. And he knows so much about pop culture references and comic books. I don't know how he knows this stuff. I've never seen him pick up a comic book in the last 15 <laughs> years we've been together. But he somehow knows everything about him. So yeah. I don't know how you know it, but he knows it all. That's interesting. I didn't know that. You sound like Sheldon from, well, somewhat Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. He just knows everything about all the comics and the superheroes. And I didn't have many friends growing up. No, oh, I'm just, I, just, I don't know. I've always been a superhero or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Music is it's just one of those things that it just feels good. It is good. My daughter and I are learning to DJ together, which is really fun. So we bought well, turntables and today or yesterday, what is it? Yeah. Yesterday we were supposed to have a house party and planning wise, it didn't really work out. So we just had a house party with ourselves. <laughs> and, I really love so it. Cool. Awesome. So is there anything else that you guys want to share about Mr. Nice Socks? Anything exciting going on that you want to tell us about? Anything exciting we've hit actually surpassed a hundred thousand pairs donated. It's Kennedy did it to the beginning. So that's awesome. a huge moment. Yeah, congratulations. That- Thank you for us. We never thought that we would actually see. We got, like every business, got held back and took a bit of a step back during the pandemic time. And so it's really encouraging to kind of hit that milestone. And now, like, we're coming for 200,000 now for our next goals. Awesome. Actually, to that note, it's interesting because, you know, Facebook sends you those reminders of historical things, right? Yeah. I got a post like, three weeks ago saying, this is, you posted this when you first started that you donated your first 100 pairs of socks. Uh, that is, it's crazy to see where you are to where you've gone and, yeah. and all these picture reminders coming of people you work with and socks you've done and organizations you've had that see. It's just such a cool trip down memory lane to where we are now. And then it just makes you look at a brighter future. Yeah. Wonderful. And if somebody wanted to buy some socks or donate socks or have gifts through your company, where can they go to find out? Yeah, they could just go to our site, mrns.ca. And uh, yeah, shoot a message from there and we can work on custom socks. Or we are working on some new lines for the new year. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Well, this has been really fun and I'm really glad I had a chance to talk to both of you together. Really cool to see who is behind the company and to get to know you guys a little bit more and to learn about the karaoke and the interestingness. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having Thanks. us. All right. Take care, guys. You too.